parts and you'll read the bold parts. God, who always is coming toward us, our hearts echo the church's plea. Holy Come into these days too filled and hours too hurried, and be our peace. Holy Jesus, Come into this troubled and hurting world and be our hope. Holy Jesus, Come into this season of light and be our soul's true light. Holy Jesus, Come into this time of celebration and be our joy. Holy Jesus, we Come into our lives and be life for us, now and forevermore. Holy Jesus, please visit us. Come and be Emmanuel, God with us. You may be seated. I'm practically giddy today. I heard Levon reading that call to worship. That was just great. So we're, we're ready to say, come Lord Jesus and please be with us. It's an exciting day to be here. I'm glad you're here. There are some folk that are still sipping on coffee and uh, eating food, and so they'll be here in a moment. As we gather on this day, one of the first things we do is light a candle on the candles on the Advent wreath. We'll do that in the worship service. But uh, the, the story of the Advent wreath is actually uh, goes back to pre-Christian times, at least the lighted wreath, to uh, the Germanic times, that during the winter season, a wreath was used uh, to symbolize uh, evergreen of life that keeps on going even in the cold, dark of winter. And then they placed candles on it to symbolize the expectation of light to come. In fact, in one of our fasted glass windows, we have an Advent wreath, don't we? Jordan, who's good at giving these tours, I'm sure knows exactly where it is. And that's right, I saw Susan Dupoint. There it is right there. It's in the prophet's window that starts with Isaiah and goes down because in some traditions, one of the first candles is called the candle of prophecy. We call it the candle of hope because uh, we read these Old Testament texts and New Testament texts that speak of come Lord Jesus. Then the next candle we light is the candle of peace. Sometimes we read that text that the wolf will lie down with the lamb and the lion will eat straw and there will be a peaceable kingdom. The third candle we light, what color is it? What color is the third candle we light? It's the pink or rose-colored candle, and it's for joy. And we always read a text about Mary, the mother of Jesus, and there are texts about rejoicing, rejoicing. And in Latin, it's Gaudete. On the third Sunday of Advent, we have Gaudete Sunday, a celebration of joy. And what's going to happen on this Gaudete Sunday? It's the singing of Messiah, part one, the choir and chamber ensemble will give us that gift. And then the last candle is candle of love. I always feel inadequate on that day. You've seen my GPA on that. And yet God gives us more love than we can possibly uh, 
and give ourselves. So this is the story of the Advent wreath that welcomes us this year. We also welcome some guests with us this year. That would be Joshua Messick, who is a hammer dulcimer player, and his wife, where is Stephanie? Stephanie, Stephanie is in the balcony, who plays a Celtic harp as well. Uh, Joshua is a gift to uh, the world, and he's a gift to us, and he's especially a gift to Steve Sheely. Uh, Steve uh, was uh, turned in a wish book list for Christmas, and you were number one on the list, Joshua. Uh, he'll be playing an English Christmas carol, uh, a carol that speaks of shepherds, and story, and song, and, uh, and the good news of Christ. Joshua, would you come forward? And we'll prepare to listen.
Pardon me while I just walk over here. The children thought about asking, but they didn't ask. Daddy, why are there so much greens hanging in the sanctuary when we come in? And I would say to them, first and foremost, because it's beautiful, children. It makes our sanctuary so beautiful. But in addition to that, the green color is the color of life. As the leaves on the trees outside are changing colors to yellow and violet and every shade in between, we put green up in the sanctuary because green represents life and the green color will never fade. The laurel was worn as a crown in ancient times and means victory. The sharp holly leaves remind us of Jesus' crown of thorns. And the juniper, holly, and rosemary, according to tradition, were thought to give shelter to the Holy Family when they fled to Egypt. So you can tell your friends that. But in your heart, you can also know because it is beautiful and we give thanks. Now we're going to sing a song about a very green thing, a Christmas tree. Oh, Christmas tree. And during the last stanza, we'll ask our children to come up to the front. And they can just sit up here. Isn't that right, Miss Andrea? Am I saying that right? And you'll please stand as we sing. sitting up here so nicely. Well, we gathered up at the front right here because in just a second, we are going to hear Mr. Joshua play this awesome instrument again. Now, this instrument is called a hammered dulcimer. Can you say that? And it's kind of like a guitar, but you hit it with mallets. It's got string like a guitar, but it's got these little things. They hold in his hand when he hits it. That makes 
sustain in all sorts of different ways. And we're going to watch him do that in just a second. Where'd he go? There he is. <laughs> He's right there, right there. You guys, you wave at him? Yeah, and he is going to play a song that I think you might know. So while he's playing, I want you to be excellent listeners. So that means sitting, crisscross applesauce, hands in your lap, and I want you to put your eyes on him. Watch his hands, watch how his mallets hit the strings, and it will be so beautiful to watch and hear as the music comes alive, okay? Thank you. y'all think about that? That was beautiful. What song was that? Who knows? Say it. Away in a Manger. Joseph gets it. Very good. That was Away in a Manger. Do you guys know that song? You don't know the words? Let's, let's sing it one time and let's see if everyone will sing it with us. Away is a part with our chrismons. Can you say chrismon? That's just a word that means a symbol for Christ. So who is Christ? Jesus. Jesus, that's right, that's Jesus Christ. So these are symbols about him and about being a Christian, so a person who follows him. 
and I bought a few of them to show you. Sloan, will you hold that one up for me? You want to come see it right here? Hold that up so everybody can see it. Now this one is the Alpha and very good. Ooh, you guys are smart. I'm going to have to give you a snack today. Very good. This is the Alpha and the Omega. And this is part of what Jesus says in Revelation. He says, I am the Alpha and the Omega. Now, these are the first, let, this is the first and the end of the Greek alphabet. So he says, I am the beginning and the end. And that's what he tells us. And he's there at the beginning. He's there at the end. And that's awesome to know that. Now, the next one, Leah, will you hold this one up for me? Sloan, can she sit by you? Oh, you can put that whole side, baby. You can put that one in your lap. Now, Leah has got the ship. Now, this is one that I always look at and I go, well, why is there a ship? And sometimes I think about that Christmas song, I saw three ships come sailing in, and, and it's, not, it's a little bit different than that. So the ship is supposed to be about the early Christian church sailing to heaven on uh, sometimes troubled waters. And it's kind of like a, a metaphor of what it's like to be a Christian. Sometimes the waters are calm, sometimes they're a little bit choppy. But you gotta keep sailing all the way towards heaven. Thank you, Leah. And Aaron, will you hold that one for me? Gotta sit over here on the bench and hold it up. So this is one that I showed you guys last year too, but I really like this one. So hold it up, Aaron. It's got four hearts and they go into a circle. They all point towards the middle, and the circle is supposed to be the world. And the four hearts represent God's love for us, specifically Jesus' love for the world. For God so loved the world that he gave his only son. And that's one of the chrismons that we have, and that one's one of my favorite ones. Now, we're gonna do the fun stuff. We're going to hang up the chrismons on the tree. Now, Miss Virginia, and Miss Mary Lou are gonna be helping. They're gonna be standing at each tree. And you guys and your families and everyone, y'all are invited to hang these Christmas up on each of these trees. And while we do that, Mr. Joshua is gonna play some more beautiful hammered dulcimer music for us, okay? So if you can stand up very slowly, pick which side you'd like to go to, and let's go hang the ornaments.
Joshua. In fact, your children, Miss Andrew, couldn't you listen to Joshua play all day long? Well, you can. Uh, we have choirs to rehearse, like the adult choir on the way to Messiah, like the children's choir with Miss Mary Lou, because they're going to be singing this coming Sunday, and they need to rehearse. Also, there's more food and coffee available in the Art Soul Room and in the parlor across the uh, way. There are CDs available uh, of Joshua's playing as well that will be there. So go get some coffee and more refreshment and time for fellowship. And also come back in to worship uh, a little bit early because Joshua is going to be playing the prelude, the opening voluntary, and uh, you'll want to hear that. He'll also play while we're experiencing communion today and then play on one of the hymns. It's time to begin Advent, isn't it? All right. Let's stand for the benediction. So as we prepare to go into Advent this week, may the strength of Christ uplift you all the way. May the comfort of the Holy Spirit surround you as we light candles of hope and peace and joy and love. And may the grace and mercy of God give you hope and give you courage as we march all the way through Christmas and all the way to Epiphany. And all the people of God said, Amen. Amen. Go in peace.